0: i'm rob and i'm nate and welcome back to rob and nate record a podcast this is week two of our kira knightley theme month Mm -hmm. yeah talented actress tonight's selection was the 2018 film colette colette
1: and we had a discussion before we started this film who chose this i think i did i think you did too because I s the the next two we're gonna watch, I I definitely know I selected and usually on these jointly created months it's a two and two.
0: Sometimes a three and one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I selected this one. I remember when this came out and I wanted to see it based on like kind of the plot synopsis and the mm-hmm. trailers. And so I'm pretty sure I'm the one that selected this month. I knew very little about it, and it surprised me it surprised me too it was not what i anticipated based on the trailers and what i'd read about it we should go ahead and start off by saying that this movie starts with a warning that it's made for mature audiences From the good people at hulu yep so if you're not into movies made for mature audiences this might be an episode you just go ahead and pass over indeed we're not going to get into anything crazy, but this mm-hmm. was a, a movie made for mature audiences. So if you don't intend to watch that movie, then this might not be the right episode for you. Mm-hmm. So, Nate, what, this was both of our first time seeing this yes. movie. What were your first impressions?
1: Well, what, what this movie is, is it's, it's a biopic about someone who I don't think either of us really knew anything about. I knew of her. <laughs> so I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of her name. Sedone Gabrielle Colette mm-hmm. is a French woman known by her, mono, known monosimilously as Colette, who was a French author and woman of letters. She was also a mime, an actress, and a journalist. Colette is best remembered for her 1944 novella Gigi, which was the basis for the 1958 film and the 1973 stage production of the same name. That is, of course, the little introductory paragraph from Wikipedia. And that's what I knew her from, as I knew her from GJ, which uh, was a Best Picture Oscar winner, a musical with Leslie Carone. But I couldn't have told you her name. I mean, I just recognized that one you know, piece of work, because I'd seen it. Yeah. Didn't love it. So I knew basically nothing about her. I had certain senses, especially early on, about what this was going to be. Uh-huh. And it was that and more so. <laughs> yeah. I was, I mean... It's it's 2021, how surprising should some of this stuff have been? But this is a thing that's set in the 1890s and early 1900s, and it's very frank about certain things. That... It's
0: also set in that time frame in Paris, which yeah. was different than American Sensibilities.
1: So there was, when I was kind of scrolling through some reviews, somebody called this a, a period, I think it was Roger Eber, this is a period film, no, no, it couldn't have been Roger Eber because he's dead by now, But it, it, by then. But someone had said this was a period piece That was very much ready for 2018. Yeah. And it is. Alternately decadent and progressive. This is the story of the liberation of a woman.
0: Yeah. Specifically our Gabrielle Collette. By Uh Miss Knightley. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. Alright. If you had to pick one scene out of this movie to encapsulate the movie, what scene would you pick?
1: That I feel like I might have to ruminate on it a little bit. I guess the one that comes to mind is the party after the premiere of the play. Okay. With the dancing on the on the table and him taking the picture of himself and the two Colettes, his wife, and the, the I'm sorry, Claudine's. And yeah. the, the actress who played Claudine on the stage. But I have a feeling that you have a very specific selection for this.
0: Yeah, I mean... I mean, I do, but for me, it was. So after they've sold the country house, and the publisher comes and sees Colette at the play, yeah. you know, and offers to take her out to dinner and, and tells her that Willie has sold the works, and she goes back and finds Willie and confronts him. That was a very dramatic scene. That was Kieran Knightley you know on kind of a rant yeah. as colette that probably is the scene of the movie
1: i, I mean it's it's when 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 well, she, but she tells, tells him, him that
0: he's killed their child and i felt like it was a very encapsulating of the entire film because almost this entire film she's miserable with him yeah
1: well, it, it, well i mean it is it is uh, what's the word i'm looking for it is kind of the right note to go out on because it had all been building to this scene to this confrontation and they have confrontations throughout the film but you notice that they often talk in veiled language. Like, yeah. they have that one conversation where she has figured out that they were having an affair with the same woman. Yeah. And he, she wrote it into the next Colleen book. And they're they're discussing it as they sit together to edit. And they're like, well, such and such. And it's obviously the and alter it's egos. His character name like, well, character would, name. They, would he do that? No, I, like, oh, I think he'd do this. And they're having this whole conversation in proxy. Veiled proxy terms. yeah. And the fact that she comes out and says it is something, which actually leads me to a question my question for for you, which is that the maybe we're we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, ahead of ourselves. So, so the ba- the basic plot is that Colette is this country girl who marries this guy named Willie, who's very urbane, sophisticated from Paris who runs a magazine and and has novels and stuff published under his name but they're written by a variety of people because my name is a brand yeah and she really loves him and in some ways he's very progressive to her and I think he, he really does love her
0: but at least initially it's
1: it's there's a lot of push and pull in that relationship and, and he certainly takes advantage in in, in many ways Not that he's completely, like, this leads to the question when they ask, do you like Willie? Do you hate him? I could never hate him.
0: Willie was always pretty straightforward about who he was. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to hate him when he never really actively deceived anyone. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. Well, he kind of did early on, but... uh, Kind of, but even as soon as she confronts him, like, he's honest about it. Yeah. The, the part where I would hate him the most, like the only part where you could get close to, to me in terms of hatred is when he's with that Meg character, you know, who's only there to be a Claudette yeah, for, yeah, yeah. or Claudine proxy. And well, that's just disturbing. When they
1: take their, their mistresses together to the country house. Yeah. And, and this, I mean, early on where they, the, the lady, the, the Louisiana heiress who marries the industrialist yeah. three times her age, and they start socializing and he picks up on the fact that, you know, she's interested in her, not in him. Uh-huh. And basically condones them having an affair. It's like yeah. my wife, I am endorsing her, running off and having this
0: lesbian romance with this lady. And, and I and think all will ha- all
1: have a romance with her
0: too. And we just shh, we'll be quiet. Yeah, we won't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. this movie also has a bit of an ensemble cast. Well, that's kind of the wrong way to phrase it. It has a large cast. Uh, there are a large number of characters there's not, in this movie. I mean,
1: Dominic West is, is really good in it, too. I, I, don't, I know of his name, but not a lot of his work comes to mind. Fiona Shaw I knew. And almost everybody else, I didn't really know.
0: Yeah. So you have Keira Knightley playing our lead, Colette. You have Fiona Shaw playing Saito, which is her mother, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Dominic West plays Willie. Robert Pugh plays Aunt Jules. You have Arabelle Weir playing Mrs. Madame Xavier. Mate Hoffman plays Count Moffat. Ray Penthaki plays Weber. Al Weaver plays Schwab. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Varag Barane plays Lot Kinsler. Isn't that the lady from Louisiana?
1: No, that that character is played by an actress named Eleanor Thompson, who for some reason is not coming up on the oh, it'll, imdb oh it'll come up
0: there's that many people in this but she is she's georgie Raoul hyphenated last name but you have janine Haruni plays jean de chavier jake graff is gaston de chavier there's eleanor you have julian wadham is ollendorf the publisher eleanor tomlinson is georgie Raoul duval and you I'm have the ghost. aisha hart is polaire Denise Gao is Missy Shannon Tarbitt is Meg I mean this and this is we're not even this isn't even a third of the people in this movie it, it just keeps going what did you think of the production of this movie like the, the, the settings and whatnot?
1: I mean it's it's a nice looking film the score actually stood out to me early in the film and then kind of feels like it doesn't exist it's like all kind of front loaded it blended
0: pretty well throughout <clears throat> yeah
1: I mean, it looks great. the beautiful countrysides. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, there's not a lot of, uh, unless they're in the country, there's like hardly any exterior in this film, which, you know, is a budgetary thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's expensive to show France of 120 years ago. Yeah. In the city, at least.
0: What else do you think of this on the first viewing? What else stands out to you?
1: I was just kind of shocked. I was a little bit shocked by an almost like awkward laughter at times in this film because it just, wait, is this happening? Wait, is this, they're going to be that direct about this? And I was just kind of felt like, like I had been kind of pushed back in time. And like the shockiness of what this would have been, especially back then, I had more of a sense of it than I would have thought like if i had known more about what this was going to be going in i think my reaction would have been different but i was just like wait
0: what yeah despite it being shocking i found it to be fairly enjoyable it was a pleasant film
1: it's solid i mean it, it kept my attention throughout uh, it had good performances It was certainly interesting i mean yeah. you're, you're just like what is going to happen next
0: if and anything th- i think they wrapped it up almost a little too quick uh I don't know about what your thoughts are on the ending. I mean, it's—I mean, it is the—it's it, Colette, but it's the film about that marriage. Yeah,
1: and uh, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's it's gripping.
0: I'm not seeing any budgetary numbers on this. I guess I should say I'm moving ahead into the box office stuff. I'm not seeing any budgetary numbers in IMDb. It Says that it had an opening weekend in the U.S. of just a mere one hundred and sixty-one thousand dollars. Right. It's domestic gross, though was 5.1 million and IMDb is stating a worldwide gross of 14.2 million mm-hmm. so depending on what your budget money. was this you know that might have been okay and it says this was shot in in Hungary primarily so that, that probably keeps down on your shooting budget
1: and uh, Wikipedia does not list a budget either which uh, makes me think that you know it's not something they really want out there because i would I would be surprised if this movie made money. I mean, it's so niche, and even though they saved money with with some of the location things they did, it wouldn't have been cheap to make, especially
0: with you know Karen Knightley in the lead. yeah This was directed by Wash Westmoreland. Mm-hmm. Still, Alice is probably his most recognizable credit. Um, he was co-director on the Last of Robin Hood, which I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty good. He also helped write this along with Richard Glatz- Glatzer
1: mm-hmm.
0: making about this lady. Like
1: like who uh, there's not a demand for it because who remembers who she is? She's probably semi remembered in France. But there is something to be said for a biopic about someone that you don't know anything about.
0: Well, and yet who was influential and ahead of her time and yeah. things of that nature and how would you rate this film?
1: I would rate this film three and a half which was most of the time I was watching it I was thinking it was a three but I I thought that speech at the end may have been worth a half star and you know to kind of put the punctuation on what this was about this was about this marriage running its course and you know the theme talks about I've outgrown her and I've outgrown you and I would give this probably an eight on the ten star scale
0: so we're pretty darn close. I would I would stick with three on the four-star scale, but I'm also an eight on the ten-star scale. I found this movie to be pleasant and enjoyable. Like you said, the score... I, I thought the score actually was good because it blended in. A lot of times, if you don't notice a score, that means it's a good score. But, yeah, it was, it was pleasant. It this was, movie is pleasant's not...
1: Pleasant's a weird way to describe this movie.
0: You're right. That's probably a bad way to, uh-huh. to describe this movie. It was enjoyable. It was
1: satisfying.
0: Yeah, thoroughly satisfying to me. But yeah, this won a bunch of British awards. I'm not going to go too in depth into those. Here's the question of the probably of our episode: Who would you recommend this movie to?
1: Um, who would I recommend this movie to? I don't know.
0: I think anybody who doesn't have particular sensibilities about watching a rated R movie, mm-hmm. like anybody who doesn't have a problem with that, I'd recommend it to.
1: I, I think, in a general sense, I'm going to say people born after 1975.
0: That's probably mm-hmm. relatively accurate too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is unique just because of the nature of the film and some of the content that's in it. There is a little tiny bit of nudity, nudity, but not very much. I, it, evidently, this it was at the time that this was like actually taking place. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason it was so controversial it was it was actually illegal in France for women to wear pants. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So when Colette decides to wear pants. Yeah that was a controversial decision it's
1: yes. interesting
0: 87% on Rotten Tomatoes that's that's a decent score on Rotten Tomatoes more consistent with our view of it versus IMDb IMDb where it has an aggregate score of 6.7 stars mm-hmm. which after having seen the movie i think is a little bit low mm-hmm. but yeah
1: yeah it's i mean it's 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 a not for all audiences film
0: no it's yeah i think you're 1970 you know for people after nineteen seventy five is fairly accurate. Mm. It's a little bit of a perplexer, but I mean it. It
1: was. I enjoyed seeing it. I'm glad I saw it. Oh yeah. I I was considering thinking asking you earlier. Maybe we should switch this out. But I'm I'm glad that that we saw it through and saw it.
0: You know, honestly. So I guess you know this this is our Keira Knightley theme month. Mm-hmm. To me, I more than any other film I can think of that I've seen her in so far, this i think highlights her acting ability mm. granted i have not seen a tremendous amount of her filmography but i've seen more than a few movies with her mm. in it but i can't think of one off the top of my head where you know that that you know scene we already mm. described multiple times you know where she has that line of dialogue it's it's captivating it's her on the screen and it's on yeah. it's fixed on her face and and she's delivering her lines and she's going on and and it's captivating. You want to continue just watching her. Well,
1: she's she's a very solid actress. She's got she got a solid presence. But often, especially in the earlier part of her career, she was there to be the pretty girl. Yeah. And she's pretty in this, but she's not here to be the pretty girl. Yeah. She's here to be the shock to the system girl. Yep. And just a, a real pioneer and it I mean this is this is an LGBTQ film. Yeah. And that story, set at the time that it's set, 120 years ago, has a different kind of impact, and just the 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 directness of it and the bluntness of it, and Missy being a transgendered person, they never use that word, but that's what she is. Yeah, that's when when she's talking about you know, the first time I felt whole was when I put on my brother's
0: pants. I put on my brother's school uniform. Yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, yeah, it's 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 shocking, I think mostly in a good way.
0: Yeah. There's certainly
1: some decadence in it, especially early on, where the country girl goes to the salon with her husband for the first time, and there's the jeweled tortoise sitting on the the silver tray for no reason, just to look weird. And there's that guy in the background doing a fire trick or something like that. Like, what the heck? And and, and the mine? and She's like, this is weird, man. And it is interesting to kind of contrast that real decadent kind of rich self-absorbed weirdness to the relationship between her and, and missy which would have been really weird especially at the time but there's a heck of a
0: lot more substance there than the salon cloud yeah i completely agree and how they ended up putting on their production and whatnot and that train journey, that scene on the train was also yeah, pleasant. that was also weird. I keep using that term even though I don't, that's not yeah. what I meant, but yeah. The pleasant is, uh, fill in, it's, it's mad lib. Yep. Yeah, anything else to say on this one? No, well, I think we've said it. Yep, I'm Rob. I am Nate. And this is Rob and Nate Record a Podcast.
1: You know, we yeah. kind of rushed through, like, that happens oftentimes is we're like, well, well, skip to the end. Yeah. And they're like, well, we've got to go back and give you some content.
0: Yeah, you know, I liked this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's. But she's, she delivers her role very well.
1: Mm-hmm. They so, also
0: did a good job of how her look
1: changes over time. It was very overtly in the end. but yeah. I also liked how they gradually grade the husband's beard.
0: Yeah, to show the passage of time. Yeah, I, I had kind of mixed feelings about the husband and like when he has her cut the hair I was like oh come on no yeah yeah but she kind of adopts that and and makes it her own uh-huh. despite it being the Claudian look
1: and it and it is you know it it's this marriage is a for lack of a better word it has a purpose and like it was important especially for her but she kind of grew out of it yeah and and you kind of like like he was he did she did need him i mean he needed her initially, more initially yeah but he was her entree to that world, and she would not have got into it without him, yep. and would not have discovered, you know, her talents without him.
0: You got right any boy. quips to put in here for me?
1: No, I
0: have no idea what the heck that's doing. Not my
1: mom. Um. Now, now I got to edit that. Out. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? So, before we watched this movie, we watched this movie on Hulu, and a little thing came up on the screen that said this movie is for adult, yeah. mature audiences only. That's applicable, yeah. I think, possibly to this podcast.
0: Do you want me to throw out a warning?
1: I don't know. It's this... I'm not sure... I think we were just came state in at the beginning
0: that this movie was for, made for mature audiences. It was made for mature audiences. And so, if you're not into that, then maybe don't listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. So... All right, I can throw that out. Otherwise, you ready? Yeah. Okay. I guess it helps if I make sure I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. Who
1: are you?